Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A vulnerable feminine spirit has the capacity to melt the heart of a man. Therefore, it is impossible for a man to develop a deep emotional connection to a woman if she refuses to bear her soul when the time is right. That's a key clause at the end. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that is some fine print. <laughs> yeah. Do not just jump in yeah. there. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Molly Demilier. And we have possibly the most difficult topic today that we've covered so far, uh, which is going to be, <laughs> which is going to be showing your vulnerable side. Say we've covered some, uh, some uh, touchy topics in the last few weeks. Yeah. Especially on the Patreon. Actually, we talked a yeah. lot about, um, basically, uh, as we were growing up, our interactions with older men mm-hmm. and, uh, also, uh, interactions with sexual pressure from men and, uh, some sexual assault stuff. Yeah. And some stuff in the news with, uh, you know, comedians as always, because <laughs> they just can't help themselves. <laughs> um, so if you want to check out our Patreon episodes, it's patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. If you want to sign up for that, helps the pod, helps us a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the podcast topic we're covering today is the vulnerability. This is a tough one. How do you feel going in, Molly? Uh, I mean, I feel like I got to take some walls down. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. I'm... <laughs> It's it's going to be a tough chat, but... You're like, I got to take walls down to talk about the walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel myself closing up. Dude. I got like a, a a chakra, like acupuncture mat to bring down my stress. I'm oh, gonna, really? Yeah. I'm going to sleep on it after this. Take a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're kind of continuing. I was doing more research after we had a great response from our Matthew Hussey episode, mm-hmm. basically about the whole game of chasing getting them to more pursue you and making your boundaries and what you want clear in a cute, sexy, fun way that doesn't turn them away. It's uh, always the winky face. I know. It's always like, just text. throw a winky face after yeah. you were being a bitch. Um, That's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so upon that, I was doing some more research and I, I found this book, Never Chase Men Again, 38 Dating Secrets to Get the Guy and Keep Him kind of thing. This is a quick read too. Right. Like, And also it's not all about chasing. There's quite a quite a bit to it, um, and it's you can flip through it really quickly, which I liked. Yeah, it is a quick read, and I even I listened to the Audible book a little bit, and it's pretty mm-hmm. quick. Um, it's to the point, and I feel he is a he is a beautiful combination. Oh, the author is Bruce Bryant. He is a beautiful combination. I feel like of Matthew Hussey and the Rules. Yeah, it gives proactiveness along with kind of following some traditionalness. Yeah. I'll give you that. So, okay. The two chapters we're covering from this book, because they, the points kind of mesh together and we've that flowed well, is chapter nine, be willing to show your vulnerable side. And number 10 is a lengthy one. So, uh, strap in. Once a man proves to be worth your love, cease any timidity in showing it by concentrating your efforts on escalating his emotional attachment to you. Those are a lot of big words. Yeah. Also, I'm like, <laughs> chapter 10 sounds like harder. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like, which which door do you want to open? It's like, just give me number nine. Yeah. That sounds... I picked door number nine. That sounds much easier. <laughs> like, what was the first version of that title name? I don't know. That I don't know who his editor was, but we could have you could have just wrapped that into um, getting his emotional attachment to increase to your level or something. Anyway, I think this chapter was pretty great i really have very few parts that i disagree with so do you want to just i guess get into some quotes from here Go yeah from let's jump into it all right so chapter nine we'll start with um uh-huh. a vulnerable feminine spirit has the capacity to melt the heart of a man therefore it is impossible for a man to develop a deep emotional connection to a woman if she refuses to bear her soul when the time is right 
That's a key clause at the end. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> that is some fine print. <laughs> yeah. Do not just jump in yeah. there. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. No tears on day three. No. <laughs> oh, damn. I mean. Bear her soul seems a little extreme. Yeah. Like even me reading that, I'm like, I don't know exactly what Baron my soul would be. Right. But I understand the like opening up about essentially maybe some baggage or even just like we don't have any of that yeah we got none of that <laughs> we're perfect yeah. i don't know if you've listened to the pod i don't have anything to talk about but we're both emotions. Just, <laughs> we're getting picked for the bachelor baby <laughs> we are their ideal uh 23 year old perfect skin no hips gals creme de no la creme <laughs> yeah the dating pool yeah oh for sure um that's a lie. You guys know that. But yeah. uh, I mean, off the gate, vulnerability. Do you feel you've ever been, I don't know, a skill one to 10 vulnerable with any man you've been dating? I can't even say this without laughing. <laughs> I'm like, no. any man, period? <laughs> yeah. Like your dad? A human being? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to give myself a straight zero for that one. Um this is probably like my weakest category. Um, I mean, I feel that way too. Yeah, I mean, do you feel that you've ever like actually been vulnerable with a man that you've been romantically interested in? Now, we know that vulnerability does not directly mean like just crying, right? right it's like right. there's many different types of vulnerability with people. Yeah, that's an important point. Right. However, I feel like for you and I, we often relay this to crying. Like emotional vulnerability. Yeah. I'm like crying directly, like really cried. Like really, really cried in front of people. I'm like, I think my mom, only a small handful of times, and maybe two other people. But it's like, that's it. Yeah, it's a pretty low number. Right. If If we go be real. If we go based like on that, very low. I mean it's low either way. Uh the only person I dated that I felt like I opened up some parts of myself or like was comfortable even like bringing up I guess kind of issues in a relationship like there's I feel like vulnerability for women often is basically like I'm gonna throw something out there that might make this guy leave Mm. I think a lot of times is, is the fear we have with whatever your vulnerable thing is yeah does that make sense like for me it's like obviously herpes that's right. one out the gate. Um, yeah, that's absolutely a vulnerability. But it's like you're also vulnerable when you kind of are like, hey, do you see a future in us? Right. Or like, hey, like, are you seeing other people still? Like, yeah, there's many different scales of basically putting yourself out there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've done those things, but I don't think I followed it up or like teed it up in a way that like articulated kind of where I was at. It was more Mm -hmm. of just like putting it on them, which I don't know is like, I guess it is like being vulnerable, but like if you're not ready to express how you're feeling, it's like, are you referring to like a, like a define the relationship specifically? Like you would just ask them like, Hey, what's the deal with us without you being like, this is what I want it to be by the way. Yeah. Mm, okay i mean that's that is most people do that yeah and because i mean you can tell pretty quickly when you're not going to get the answer (laughs) that you want and so it's like well then what is the point (laughs) just to embarrass myself further but like i don't know if i did because i mean both of well the most significant one that like stuck around um someone who i like do consider an ex we'd like we're still seeing each other for like over a year Mm -hmm. after this conversation and it was like well he still stuck around he like still uh, i don't know whether it would have changed anything if i was like you know either this is going to be something or it's not then yeah uh, you know i don't know Mm. or just you know let him know at the time how how much it mattered to me to like keep him in my life and not that i was just like letting him hang out for fun right because those are two different things I mean, it for sure is because I feel like, you know, it's funny. The only time I've like brought up in the sense of actually open up and being like, um, you know, I like you mm-hmm. and basically like if we are, if X, Y, Z is going to happen, like I, you know, I want that to be like just us. 
was actually with uh you know eggs benedict okay of like went on a few dates really wasn't much physical anything happening and you know part of it is like the herpes he knew right pretty early on like earlier than i would have told somebody because the podcast came out <laughs> so um it was like oh we've been on like two dates uh very briefly and uh guess well, what yeah guess what um so but he was the first person that i finally almost like kind of had the confidence of just being like you know i like you like we're at the point i i do like you and mm-hmm. if we were to sleep together i it would really hurt me if i knew you were seeing other people and sleeping with other people why do you think he was the first person that you had the confidence to do that with i think part of it was just age okay i've just learned by this age like don't lie to yourself when you do like somebody okay and you know that you would be hurt if basically like they slept with you and left Mm -hmm. or like you never saw them again Mm -hmm. or you start sleeping with someone and there's like the thing in your brain that's like are they just sleeping with me and you don't know yeah oh that's like, a really you have fun every game. right to know that <laughs> yeah like whether you're using condoms or not you for sure have a right to know that absolutely that's not a crazy question to ask anybody no so it was just like i just knew i just knew like i mean i think that was the other thing i threw in i basically was like hey if we were to sleep together and like i don't see you again i would be upset was all i really said that's a bold and vulnerable thing to say to someone yeah because but i also wasn't sitting there being like so we fucking tonight (laughs) you know but it was just um it actually it was actually partly because like physically we hadn't even like really made out okay and i was like listen i was like i'm not saying xyz's gotta happen i was like but when it does happen i already like you enough Mm -hmm. that i don't like i would be hurt if like we hooked up tonight and then like you're gone yeah and i didn't get the vibe that he was seeing other people so maybe that was also part of the confidence was like i didn't feel like okay he was seeing others but it just you know basically when i said that though i was like you might never hear from this person again yeah because you're kind of making them be like do i like this person in return is essentially the question yeah because it is a bit of pressure when you like hear that someone likes you like because you have to understand your emotions at that for point. sure so i don't know what i gathered from that is that i am just too young <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think it's a young thing no. i don't know i i mean my theory is that my theory is kind of i don't know if you've i want to say that you really like someone but i think the other part is i think when you're hesitant to ask or bring something like this up i think your gut is telling you that they're not you're not gonna like their answer or they're gonna leave that could be but i do think probably one of the things i should go to therapy for (laughs) is just add it to the list when i get upset i get quiet like i can't like Mm. say something and even like my dad says it to me like we'll be you know uh, tough family conversations we've had a few of them lately (laughs) um and we were on a video call and i just like stopped saying something and my dad like interrupt or i it like went quiet in the conversation i think my brother was talking and my brother my dad kind of like interrupted him at the end and he was like molly you're quiet i know you're not okay like what's going on and i just like couldn't talk Mm -hmm. i just like cried um hey you cried though well, I mean, in front of my dad. I'll give you some points. Like, <laughs> no, but so. I mean, it's still, uh, I think, I don't know. I think sometimes people feel this with parents or other people. You almost feel like, I don't want to put this weight on you. Yeah. Of just even the crying. Yeah. Because you know, your parents love you and they're going to sit there and they're going to be thinking about you all week being like, man, you know, I hope Molly feels better. And right. All that. Right. So, I mean, I think for me, it's not always that like I don't feel something that strongly. It's that I can't communicate it well okay well that's fair i think that's a lot of people yeah i'm like that when i get mad yeah when i'm mad or i'm really sad um but I when just, i'm like, mad sh- it's i more shut down i got a quick wit and i could have a real sharp tongue <laughs> be real nasty <laughs> if i don't make myself be quiet <laughs> no i just i sh- totally shut down um and like kind of put up like even thicker walls <laughs> yeah for sure um so 
Well, that's it's not it hasn't really worked to my advantage. <laughs> I I mean, I guess it's like we talk like uh, the rom-com version of when this happens, mm-hmm. right? When the girls like being quiet and like, "No, it's fine." Mm-hmm. It's like the true prince charming is like, "No, I know you're not okay." Yeah, and Jesus. you need to talk to me and I'm not leaving till you know, you talk <laughs> about this. We talk about this, you know? Like yeah. I'm not leaving and we're not going to bed angry and get it out. You know, like like pushes you. That fucking bullshit. It's kind of the thing. It's kind of the thing your dad did. He basically was like, "No, something's wrong. Like, what's what's up?" So I gotta find a version of my dad, <laughs> or it's just someone that knows you as well as your dad. Yeah, that's which true. Uh, I guess that'll just take however many years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but what we just touched on basically is the next quote that we have from the book here. Uh, Being vulnerable takes courage, as there's always a chance that you'll be rejected, spurned, mistreated, or simply misunderstood. The reality is that without an intimate emotional connection, most guys are eventually going to lose interest in you, no matter how beautiful or gorgeous you are. Okay. What do you think about that? I don't think that's false. Okay. Um, especially like, I mean, I think of it just as myself. If you're seeing someone or even just hooking up with someone a lot of the times it's like you don't care if it continues because you don't care if you lose them and that mainly comes from i think your emotional connection to them yeah or i think we've all kind of had those people where we're like i don't think i know anything about you you know like yeah i there's nothing here yeah you're fun Mm -hmm. um but yeah eventually that does get boring or someone else just as fun comes along right and you know it's just more interesting um which might be kind of bad to say but <laughs> <laughs> you know no it's true i mean it's true just even in friendship yeah um because there's something too of like i mean i totally agree with being vulnerable is courageous because basically like we said a lot of times i guess if it's woman to men opening up a lot of times the fear is they're gonna leave yeah or they're gonna ignore your needs or whatever you just you, they're not gonna react to the way that you hope that they would react right yeah but also there's something to this though of like i've had friends in my past that it was like all they would do was kind of dump this stuff on you yeah and it's like listen i'm i'm not like either the punching bag or just like the dumpster basically to just Mm -hmm. be like yep every time i see this person it's just problems 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 and it's like what was me and it's like listen for my own mental space i can't be just in this all the time right but that also i think just shows kind of a selfishness in a way yeah 100 percent. like there's for sure a fine line Mm -hmm. um but it's almost like i just feel like this quote right here is almost encouraging you to be vulnerable and not see it as like weakness yeah and i think it's hard not to see vulnerability as weakness because i think very hard i mean as much as people do talk about therapy and mental health and like going to like talk about your problems and emotions i still think there is a huge stigma surrounding all of that and i think oh for sure in a lot of ways being vulnerable and opening up about emotional conversations to another person and in a lot of ways falls in that category um and i i I definitely think i'm guilty of it too (laughs) of just like oh well i don't i don't want to put my problems on someone else i can i can take this on by myself yeah and sometimes you can't take on everything um no but that's like the hardest part to admit yeah whether it's like emotional things or literally like you know the i'll just do it myself yeah you don't like trust other people to do like a simple task or something yeah um that's the big thing is trust like so much about vulnerability is trust right which is i think the hardest part because you have to trust that like you have to trust the person with this thing that you're putting on them for sure um i've recently been told that i need to trust people more um yeah. yeah um and i think I don't know I've been actually like told this in a few different ways like throughout my life of like that I need to trust people more and that I don't I'm a hard person to get to know and like op- like open up to other people hmm. um, okay. and I don't know I think in until like someone is a real like ride or die like I stay very shut down and I don't think in like my dating relationships I felt that someone was 
like you said, like a trust that they were going to be there for me. So to open up to them, I'm like, yeah. that's just going to open up myself to a lot more hurt. Well, sadly, it's like you don't really know if you can trust somebody until you actually trust them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Then it's like, that's why it's basically like, this book is just being like, yeah, you want to hit that level with someone, you're probably going to have to open up the emotional part first. Well, this is very similar to the masculine versus feminine energy in the relationship that like the masculine energy gets typically more satisfaction from being the strength for the other person. Yeah. So if you're in the feminine role, which according to this book, most women are, Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, okay, you opening up not only makes your partner feel closer to you, but it like makes them feel like their self-esteem is almost a little higher. Yeah, it's like kind of like, like that damsel in distress. Right, there's a pride to like, I, you know, helped out my woman or my partner, like yeah. whatever energy you are. Yeah, and I think it also kind of goes back to like when you go through conflict together, like you get stronger. And it doesn't have to be conflict necessarily, like you guys, like in a relationship fighting, like it can just be they no, help yeah. you get through something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like tense conversations. Yeah. It's like, it's not a fight, but there's a tenseness happening and actually when i think back with eggs benedict there were like two conversations i remember happening that while it was happening i was like oh this is a little tense and then oddly a little after like we'd just like be talking hang out he'd just be like man that was he like me like that was a little tense thing back there <laughs> but he was like smiling and like, like proud way. that we got through it okay like he was like man glad we fixed that yeah and i was kind of sitting there like why is this where is this joy <laughs> coming <Yeah>. from <laughs> that like you like you think you fixed this thing? Yeah. You know? I guess. Anytime I've had like a real talk with men, I feel like it just doesn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how a lot of people feel. You don't really solve the thing. And then yeah. the, per- the other person that was upset just feels like, oh, I guess I got to just push this under the rug and act like it's cool now. Like, yeah. you think we fully talked about it, but I don't. Yeah. And I'm just going to harbor it until the next time I'm a little irked. For real. <laughs> okay. Our next quote. Men do not want to date flawless women or women who have a habit of masking their insecurities and ugly sides with insincere behaviors. We want women who laugh at their failures, cry at their mistakes, ask for forgiveness when they're wrong. And you'd be surprised at how little of this men actually see and who can share their souls and their secrets without shame or regret. The masculine heart is helplessly attracted to the feminine spirit Therefore, if a man can stand firm as your emotions wash over him, he's worthy of your time. I mean, the biggest line that sticks out to me in this whole thing is who can share their souls and secrets without shame or regret. Yeah, that's that's the trust we were just talking about, right? I don't even think that's the trust part. I feel like that's the confidence of owning it. Okay. Because it's almost like, all right, let's take that, like, define the relationship example, right? Okay. When you just do the thing where you go... what are we mm-hmm. you're fully putting it on them and you're mm-hmm. not really showing confidence of like this is what i want right so it's almost something of like even that simple little conversation is better when you're like let me put myself out there first okay you know what i'm having a great time with you xyz uh you know to me i'm only seeing you and uh, i would probably be a little hurt if you were being with other people at this point okay what how are you feeling about where is this going like Mm -hmm. are we exclusive whatever whatever your question is i feel like that alone is almost this thing that's like is a person getting asked you're kind of like well they just put it out there right what am i gonna be like i'm just going with the flow like you can't (laughs) you're kind of cool you can't give like a bullshit answer if someone else isn't spewing bullshit at you right that's fair man I wish I could turn back some wheels. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm better right. Off, or but. it's like, I've done the like, what are we or what's going on thing. Yeah. And the guy's like, you know, I think we just want different things. Like some vague, whatever. This was like in college. And I remember being like, well, how do you know what I want? Like you haven't asked right. me. Right. And then all of a sudden I was like being like, yeah, you know, like this summer, like, you know, we're in different places and like, you know, whatever. Right. Like I was like, all like, no, no, no. And it's like, no, he knew. Yeah, he knew, and he, he knew, knew he I want. was full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> he knew I was like. He's like, no, you like me, and 
you want it to be just us yeah and you can sense when it's not like when you tee it up that way you can sense when it's not going your way so you can kind of like back into something else and then you're like ah like i just gave them exactly what they wanted i think i also added in the like oh would you like care if i just like was with somebody else like oh, almost really? like they're like well you know other people are knocking on this door so <laughs> yeah. you don't lock it down and his answer was i'd rather not know about it oh and I it's like that. damn it <laughs> you're like, son of a bitch you didn't <laughs> like, oh. you're like die in a way you're like you just called my bluff you yeah know, you know nothing's going on over here <laughs> you know i'm lying or it's like yeah maybe someone is knocking on my door but you know i don't want to go there and that's why you're like yeah whatever do what you want yeah because you like, know it won't pff- you're not going anywhere. Um, oh, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, really like this in contrast to the rules because it says uh, basically we w- don't want flawless women mm-hmm. and or women that make the habit of masking their insecurities and ugly sides with insincere behaviors. Yeah. So, so much of the rules were like, this is being insincere at a certain point. Yeah. Like what? They're like, you basically shouldn't be showing vulnerable or like, not being in the perfect mood till you have a ring on your finger. And I'm like, that is not real. Right. And this book's being like, you're not going to get the ring unless you start showing some emotion. And that whole book is, I mean, obviously about getting engaged, but it's so focused on the ring and less about building a relationship, which is what these things are talking about. Yeah. And also one of the authors got divorced. So (laughs) suck it rules. Um, (laughs) How to keep the ring. That's what they should do next. Right. Yeah. Like one of the things the book says is literally to not tell someone about a divorce till you're engaged. And I was like, how does that not come up? How does that not come up? I would feel so duped if like you get engaged and then it's like, hey, BT dubs. There was someone before you. Or how about a child? Are we hiding a child from a man till we get a ring? Sweet Jesus. That'd be yeah. insane if you did. You you can't. Because I would go, uh, actually, uh, if they bounce after that, they have every right to bounce. Absolutely. Because you were lying. But also, uh, you wasted your own time. Yeah. You just wasted all that time waiting for this ring just to drop a bomb to scare someone away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meet my little friend. Yeah. Just like, oh, you know when I canceled last week? It's because my babysitter bailed. <laughs> Me, Johnny. <laughs> like what the I'm hell? not unreliable Susie's unreliable yeah right it wasn't me it's that damn baby she also had soccer practice <laughs> yeah right I can't afford a real adult <laughs> I mean I just uh, to relate this to like I guess herpes and I guess my ty- my thing that's my biggest like I guess shame that I feel mm-hmm. uh, when it's worked of telling someone regardless of exactly what I said time place was the basically the two or three times that I like owned it and I didn't get upset or at all like shaky and telling them. Yeah. Like I like had my spiel down. I was confident. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what it is. Da da da. But it's, you know, it's that thing of basically like with herpes, if I act like it's a big deal, they feel like it's a big deal. If I act scared, suddenly they're scared. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the same with whatever, like your baggage or putting yourself out there with someone is yeah no i totally agree with you i had a similar i mean sort of i guess experience with like talking about you know the estranged sister um it's never gone well with someone who i was really interested in um be like trying to talk about family things because i think out the gate like i just got choked up and emotional especially because at the times i was trying to have the conversations it was all like so new and i I didn't know what to say. Right. Um, And then actually when I was in London over uh, New Year's, I met this guy in a bar, shit faced. And he starts asking me like about my family. And I was like, you know what? Who cares? (laughs) 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 And I was like, saying how like I have a brother. We're so close. So I was like, and then unfortunately, like I do have a sister who's estranged. And then he says that he has an estranged sibling. And I was like, that's, that's the dream. The dream. <laughs> that's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah. I mean, that is something that is more common than we think. Yeah, that's and true. That's... Mainly because, you know, you and I basically had very close families. Right. For the majority of our lives. Yeah. So to us, it's like, man, that's crazy. I can't believe they don't talk anymore. Right. But it's like, 
you know, you watch a movie like Knives Out, and it's like, damn, when there's a will involved and some money, very easy for people to suddenly <laughs> stop talking. You That's know? true. Right? Or like, if you have two kids and, you know, say you're, you're the parent, you pay for one kid's wedding in full, and then mm-hmm. the uh, next one's getting married, and you're like, ah, we don't have nope. money. Ran out. And you're like, you got nothing? They're like, we got nothing. <laughs> it's like damn as the kid you just feel like what do you like the other kid more yeah like you know it's like there's so many emotions with that that's like Oof. oh god oh the big thing is the forgiveness thing mm. so asking for forgiveness when they're wrong and you'd be surprised how little of, of this men actually see i feel like also women i feel like both ways uh, yeah specifically yeah. asking for forgiveness i'm like now when i read that i'm like well does that more just mean being like i'm really sorry i fucked up uh, yeah i don't know i mean i think to ask for forgiveness you have to like say you're sorry right um, but i'm like th- do you literally add the part where you're like do you forgive me seems like yeah well i think that's saying like can we get through this you know, or just like are you still upset? What can I do to make it right? Yeah. yeah. It's just, I don't feel like in my life I have ever literally said, do you forgive me? Or yeah, can you forgive so. me? Unless like, you're like a child, like learning how to yeah. say I'm sorry. Actually, maybe in confession. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's Pray- actually, yeah, I've definitely done that. Praying after church confession. Yeah. Uh, hello? Please, uh, <laughs> please still let me into heaven. All right reconciliation really That's sorry about sacrament. what i did sorry i talked back to my mom um, <laughs> i didn't do the dishes <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is uh yeah i think that's more just like admitting when you're wrong is kind of how i read that yeah that's how i took it too not necessarily asking for the forgiveness of it but just basically being like hey i, I was wrong you're right like i'm sorry yeah I think it's I've a hard thing that. to do yeah i feel like i've i've heard my parents do that but it's too. mostly because my dad will make a joke out of it if my mom's like you were right sonny yeah he's like everybody hear that everybody yeah. hear that i was correct on this one you know like kind of thing Classic and it's almost like joke. that's his way to get his forgiveness it's like i let me announce it to the family yeah that i was right this one time this month or whatever you know yeah um i don't know i've i've definitely tried like i messed up royally with my most recent ex and it was like why we broke up um really just like caused like a huge fight can i know what the mess up was yeah sure um so we he came back for the summer or like from being gone for the summer Mm -hmm. and so i mean this wasn't like totally my fault but he came to the bar i'm like 23 24 at the time i knew and he came to the bar and he said he was going out and with like all the like grad students and i i was out of school so i was like living there all summer and uh he comes in and just totally ignores me and i'm there with like my one buddy at the bar and i was like what's happening like mm-hmm. um i'd been so excited to see him like come back and like we were finally gonna like start like really like being together because we had started to like talk at the end of the school year before okay and so then we both just ended up getting like super drunk and i started like a fight with him because so this he- is super drunk still not talking to each other right and, and then it's over in like the bar it's over fight. it's over text because then he like leaves. oh baby it's over like text this brings and, me back yeah it, it <laughs> this, was very immature this brings me back to younger years yeah yeah like mm. that's why i was like i was 23 24 mm. like don't judge me well so then he like left and i was like you i texted him i was like you seriously just left like you didn't even acknowledge that i'm here and then yeah, like, dude, which he, you have a right to say that yeah and like he didn't he wouldn't answer my messages or my calls i was like what's happening so then i just got pissed and i started like just hitting like send because he kept ignoring it so i was like <sighs> oh we're just gonna play this button game back and forth oh um and he was hammered at that point like i got really drunk and it just did not go well and so then the next day like i tried to talk about it and he like would not have it and that's where it like ended. there was a texting fight like you said a bunch of stuff via text yeah because he wasn't answering you right which i mean listen i hear the story as an adult maybe and even back then but i would have sat there being like well him ignoring you is a huge problem if that's supposed to be your man right like the or even step someone one. you're dating on a basic level and you come in with a bunch of like girls from the grad program and i was Whether like it's girls or boys but it's like you're gonna blow me off like right. i'm nobody and i don't matter right 
Like, I don't care what you saw, no sex, but I'd be like, yeah. You don't even acknowledge me? Like, come on. Right. Yeah, so. But it's almost that thing of he ignored you to make you blow up to then blame your blow up for the reason. Yeah, because he did end up later telling me he was like, I just, I got back and like, I realized I didn't want a relationship and was like, well, we could have saved a lot of drama. Yeah, for know? sure. But yeah, but like I did the next day, like say I was sorry and like try and fix it and he just like was not having it Oof. yeah well i mean you tried yeah i did because i feel like the whole when it says uh if a man can stand firm as your emotions wash over him he's worthy of your time uh i think that also kind of goes for when you do get mad about something mm-hmm. like if you it when anyone's mad at me that i care about i don't want them to be mad anymore and i want to like fix it on some oh level, for sure right so it's like you know even if things like escalate and whatnot i would at least look at what i did and be like all right well i was being a little unfair yeah <laughs> you know like all right well maybe i shouldn't have done xyz and i know that if i do xyz again uh you're gonna be mad yeah <laughs> it's like oh cause and effect how about that i see how that works all right well, let's just end this with a little beautiful quote, I think, on this chapter is uh, sometimes the very thing you're hiding from the world might be the one thing that makes you exceptionally beautiful to a man. I mean, we could say that to anybody. I think it's true that it's like it's just a l- different level of intimacy of, you know, showing them something that the rest of the world doesn't see or them right. you know, you don't show most people. Right. I mean, that's even like bringing someone home to your family mm-hmm. is like an intimate thing of like hey i haven't done this with many people or if anyone yeah is something that's like hey i've never done this and i really want you to meet my family or yeah you know whatever the thing is to you that's like maybe a big deal especially as you get older i feel like that's a really good point of like the family is like a big part of that because like one if you move away you probably don't bring a lot of people back right and then two as you get older especially if you move away you change quite a bit like mm-hmm. i'm very different than the girl who grew up down a farm down the street from a farm in norwich <laughs> new york you know like right. living in in new york city like I, i'm just a very different person than i was mm-hmm. um so i think to bring someone home and for them to see that would be a very intimate thing right exactly i mean it's kind of the thing of um what's the quote i feel like i mentioned it on here before uh there's nobody you wouldn't love if you didn't know their story Mm. and it's like i like that opening up just yeah just your whole life and it's almost like finding out why people are the way they are Mm -hmm. is a level of intimacy absolutely and a lot of that especially comes from like meeting someone's family yeah being like oh okay this is how your family operates and that makes sense why you xyz you know right it's like oh this is where you come from Mm -hmm. but especially that i think a lot of people don't see unless like uh you're dating someone you met in high school (laughs) (laughs) i mean nothing wrong with that but you know yeah um okay next chapter the very long title basically uh how do you concentrate your efforts on escalating his emotional cha- attachment to you uh, contrary to popular belief most men want emotional intimacy i love that it's like i know you're not gonna believe me <laughs> but you're never <laughs> gonna believe out. this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hold the phone <laughs> <laughs> just in <laughs> yeah this just in um all right so it says there are two ways to accomplish this the first one is to be receptive When a man does anything that shows he cherishes you and wants to protect you, provide, or possess you, ownership. Appreciate it. A lot. Your appreciation will reaffirm that you accept his masculine need to protect, provide for, or possess that which is feminine and tender. I like this because it shows a lot of the roots of uh, the masculine versus feminine energy Mm -hmm. um, that like you you have to hit that balance like if a man is trying to be masculine and i mean i think they mean possess in a positive way but like have you as like this is my girlfriend yeah like like you need to like meet that with like the nurturing side mm -hmm. that um just appreciates it yeah i was gonna say even possess i think also is like public displays of affection yeah is it's like hey appreciate that yeah that's something that like um, I was talking to my good friend today of like she's been dating a guy a couple of years and it's like really died 
of oh. the physical affection even like privately okay and she's kind of in this like i don't know what to do and i'm not saying she didn't appreciate it when it happened right but most couples it's like yeah there's the honeymoon phase oh for sure and it's like appreciate the honeymoon phase or you know just be appreciative of like other little things that they do like the other quote it says is just um if he does something unusually thoughtful or goes out of his way to meet a need of yours cherish it and show your appreciation in word and deed i cannot stress this enough so it's something like i originally first read that and was kind of like what does that mean like blow them <laughs> like, <laughs> like part of me was like you buy me flowers i mean you just get a blow job it's like we're really gonna pavlov dog this <laughs> that's a slippery slope yeah you know what i mean like i was like damn bulldogs are a lot more work than picking out flowers (laughs) but you know um, i'd like to see you suck a dick brian right yeah (laughs) right like i mean if i did something nice for you every time you went down on me it's like would it work would i keep doing nice stuff for you yeah obviously but it's an unrealistic expectation (laughs) but you know it's something of like um uh the like you know the man pays and you're like, thank you. And you could give them a kiss on the cheek or mm-hmm. I guess whatever their love language is. Yeah. In a way. Um, yeah. I think deed can be really anything. I mean, you could also like get them a little something or like do like an act of service type of thing. Like you said, depending on their love language. True. I could, I would even say a deed is like, you know, you're wearing a puke, cute pair of underwear. It could be very simple. Well, because men are simple creatures like yeah (laughs) yeah right exactly or it's even like sometimes like um i mean this kind of drives me crazy when people do it but i get why they do it of like when you brag about your partner oh yeah like Mm -hmm. even to like a total stranger it's so annoying to listen to but i get why people do it but it's something like because i think when it happens when you're hearing it you feel like the person's just bragging yeah like you're like girl shut up yeah like i don't like whatever yeah he's great who cares you know (laughs) good for you but when they're doing it in front of their partner it's like actually i think this is for your partner yeah it's like making them feel good that you're so proud of them for whatever reason it is right yeah i think that's a good point or even like um i got something even simple like he mowed the lawn yeah and you like when like someone comes over and you're like doesn't the lawn look nice so-and-so mowed it right didn't you do a great job <laughs> yeah men need the little like puff in their feathers that example i just gave reminded me of the quote men are like children <laughs> they are they are so much like children like, children need a lot of praise yeah they do need a lot of praise and encouragement. They did a good job yeah <laughs> okay um and so th- they say the second way to go about this is by drawing him into you with female moments of enticing tenderness these moments display a woman's capacity to love proactively and they are usually the moments men remember most when you ask them so what so when did you know when you wanted to marry her they're subtle but important but most importantly they're specific to different men okay sadly though i think this this question of like when did you know you wanted to marry her uh most of us genuinely have no idea until that question gets asked (laughs) My parents both knew the first night that they went out. But like, if you were to ask your dad, what was the ex- like, what was the exact moment? Oh. Your mom wouldn't know the moment. Like, I I agree that there's mutual the chemistry on a first date. Of you're like, yeah. okay, you want a second date? Like, no. My mom called my grandma that night and said, "I met the man I'm gonna marry." Right. I'm saying there's just like a chemistry where you're like, this works. Oh. But like, yeah. I feel like if you were to ask your mom. What was the moment you knew you wanted to marry him? And then ask your dad, what was the moment you knew you wanted to marry her? Would probably be different moments. Or or they couldn't pick out what those moments were for the other person. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? I guess. I don't know. My dad actually just told me that he knew on the first date he was going to marry my mom. Oh, really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And my mom knew right away. Um, they, I mean, they still had like kind of some bumpy moments. And they weren't like exclusive. But they were both like, okay, like this is my person <laughs> they both were like i gotta play it cool <laughs> yeah just be, be cool, I be cool. <laughs> yeah um i don't know so i think i think people have their moments or like parts that kind of like click this is the thing that makes you click with a person because 
the next little line it literally says in the book is well one man might find to be an unforgettably adorable moment with you another man might not even consider significant at all right i mean that's just dating yeah (laughs) that's true you don't know who you're gonna click with and when you're gonna click and and why sometimes it's just like i just knew as there was something of like i want to keep seeing this person yeah i think that's like but there really is no hard answer on like you got to do this and when he does this you got to do that it's like well every human being is different like this is just interaction and that's why i like that you pointed out that um it's about the like sincere moments and not doing anything that's like i guess insincere um and like a lot of the advice that women get does feel very insincere it's like then how are you gonna right have this Mm -hmm. exactly and then the next part it touches on is basically the love languages. Mm-hmm. One of the keys to loving proactively lies in how effective you are at understanding the way the man you're interested in prefers to give and receive love. And then it just goes through the examples. Physical affection, acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, uh, gifts. Those are the five. Okay. So I feel like, though, this is something that you naturally connect with someone on. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know many people that early in dating were like, hey, go, do you know your love language? And like, take this test. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think they do, but it was like, it <laughs> I was don't some, think that would go well. <laughs> right. Because also it's like, they stress the thing I mentioned in, in our love languages episode that we did is like how you receive isn't necessarily how you give. Right. Like I found that I tend to give more physical affection mm-hmm. and with ex Benedict, that's not how he mainly received affection. Right. So he like would get annoyed sometimes if I just like gave him a kiss, mm. which to me, I was like, I'm, a, I'm showing you love. <laughs> I'm like, trying my best. Right. Like yeah. I was like, I thought that's okay. Like what a bummer. Aren't most men physical? Yeah. <laughs> that, that wasn't his number one. <laughs> what a rough draw. <laughs> I know. I, I think I forget what his number one was. I know gifts, I think was one or two okay that i was like oh all right words was last which that kind of surprised me yeah i I I remember i believe physical was three i forget how long i mean that was that was ages you made him take the test he took the test well because i was doing it for the podcast so i was like yeah take it yeah he was like i've never taken that what is that i was like share me your results immediately (laughs) yeah i was like you want to take it here's the link you know yeah because it was a fun thing i think i tried to guess and I okay. put words first because it was like we were talking all the time via like texting and stuff. Right. So I was like, oh, seems like you like words. Yeah. <laughs> like I knew he wasn't super physical because it was like, yeah, man, we haven't like made out yet. But, you know, here you go. <laughs> talking all the time. Right. Or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, I forget what the list was. But it was something that like a little farther into us dating was like, hey, can I tell you something that's really bothered me the other day? And it was that I like gave him a kiss in front of his brother. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Good to know. I was like, all right. Well, didn't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I couldn't even remember when it even happened. Okay. So it was very just like, I don't know, man. I was just having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Type of thing, you know? Yeah. That's something that it's like, I basically look at marriages that like worked. This sounds so sad. It's obviously more reasons than your love language, but it's something that sometimes you're like, how do I, and then it's like, oh, you indirectly notice like, oh, they have the same love language. Oh, that's interesting. You know, like some yeah. people like, you'll never see them be physically affectionate. You'll never hear them be like, love you, honey. Right. But you'll see like, oh, they cleaned that up for them. Or, right. Oh, they went out of their way to go pick up that thing for them. Like, oh, they're acts of service. Oh, that's very interesting. Right. So I think like a lot of times it's like it naturally works out with someone that y- you just line up. Yeah. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, love languages is just another way to say chemistry. True. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Or it's something that, like, with that kiss thing with Eggs Benedict, I was just like, that was the first time I felt like, oh, you know what? We fundamentally just might not work. Right. And I was like, all right, let me see. Right. Was correct. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because especially if those are moments that are important to you or just you don't want to have to, like, stop yourself from just, you know, just not having to, like, think about doing it. Right, yeah. You know, because, like, you said, like, you didn't even remember it happening. So if like, nope. then you're just in your head of like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> it's, it's distracting. Yeah. Or I'd be sitting on the couch with him like, yeah, I kind of just want to lean over and give him a kiss, but I felt like I couldn't. Yeah. And that's uncomfortable. And that's something like, I I think it was like, I was on Lev's podcast talking about it and Lev was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? 
what do you mean you can't do that? Like he, he like couldn't believe it. And I was like, clearly physical is your language, Liv. <laughs> clearly it is because you can't wrap your head around someone not wanting that. Right. Type of thing. But it's against the rules. Yeah. Because <laughs> the rules. Here's, here's the part I like that they did in this chapter. So they basically kind of point out how men are vulnerable first, technically, and women are vulnerable second, right? So it says, I'll admit that a woman has to be vulnerable and willing to risk rejection to love proactively. Generally, men risk rejection by being the pursuers and initiators of romantic interest. Women, on the other hand, risk rejection as the primary pursuers of commitment. So the same way a man must put his neck out there to approach, meet, and pursue the romantic desires of a woman, a woman must accept the risks that come from getting a man to form an emotional attachment to her in order to secure his commitment. So who do you think's putting more out there? <laughs> I mean, the podcast is called Shooters Gotta Shoot because we'll shoot shots. Yeah. We're like, yo, mad easier to just ask a dude out yeah. than uh, be emotional with him? Excuse me? I would love to get kicked down by a stranger <laughs> way more than I would like to put emotions yeah. out there with someone I'm into. Oh, for sure. God, no. For sure, leave me on red. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to <laughs> telling me you're fucking other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, listen, I just liked that it put it in basically being like, look, men are basically taught and bred. This is how you put yourself out there. And then we're taught and bred. This is how you put yourself out there in a way. Yeah. It's almost like. I don't know. I mean, I never, I never felt like someone sat there being like, listen, you got to like, you know, be emotional with the man <laughs> yeah. for him to be emotional with you. <laughs> no one like, I was like, told me that. Ever. I wasn't told that. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's like, like if we use a crying as an example, it's like, look, typically, yeah, the woman in the relationship is going to cry before she ever sees the man cry. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've seen men in my life cry twice. Like, like I, men that like weren't like family, like someone you're dating. Oh no, I was counting family. So someone I'm dating. <laughs> yeah. no. I'm like, we count family. I got a good handful because it's like, yeah, we've all you know been at some funerals together. <laughs> Even know? that, you lock it up, man. All right. Well, you're Irish. So. Yeah, you get a couple of tears, and <laughs> then you you're gonna water down the beer. Okay. Listen, I've seen my <laughs> grandfather get choked up still talking about my grandmother. Oh, that's so and cute. And it's like right. So it's one of those things. It's like. You know, we get emotional in that sense. It's like that's okay. We're allowed yeah. to miss dead people, but, right? Uh, no, we gotta we gotta dig a little hole in your chest, bury it in there, and never <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> uh, man, but I just I almost like that. It's almost like, hey, you know what? He was putting himself out there, pursuing you, asking for your number, straight up asking you out, whatever it is, right? I mean, I guess we have yet to really experience this. Um, mm-hmm allegedly allegedly <laughs> allegedly when this happens um so it's kind of like actually no i think this is more modern too it's like it's almost like it doesn't matter who dms first i feel like yeah it's always the woman pursuing the commitment thing oh yeah i mean almost always i'm sure there's some other you know cases but yeah there are it's you know i've had friends be like oh they asked me to be his girlfriend and like I just want to What's that wait like? like two weeks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ask Amac. I don't know. <laughs> she always gets them. So <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta take some notes from her. She should write a book. Yeah, because I've also debated like, I feel like many people I know that are these like just very open types that like they draw people in, and it's I guess maybe the types that always have the boyfriend or something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times though, I know that the woman will specifically be like i'm not saying i love you first though it's like they'll hold off on the i love Mm. you but they'll be like the emotional and more vulnerable person like initiating a lot of other aspects okay but that part's almost like they're to chicken on that to say say that first yeah i've never said i love you to somebody but i never also genuinely like felt it i don't know do you know who said i love you first in your parents relationship i don't but well, my mom did i know that actually oh really yeah apparently she like said it while they were on the phone or something like at the end mm. and she was like and then i like 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 she was at the end of the conversation she's like i remember being like all right and like kind of like was like see ya and hung up 
Oh my God. Because she was like, I didn't want to feel the rejection of like, if he didn't say it in return. Right. But it also was a confidence where she was like, I did feel it and I wanted to say it. So I said it. Yeah. And it was kind of like, all right. I don't know if like the next time it was him saying it or if she like dropped it again. Oh, but I remember her being like, oh, I remember saying I love you to your dad and like hanging up the phone. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. My ex used to say it, but like when he was really? drunk. Yeah. My grad school Wait, New York ex. City or grad school? Grad school. So New York. That's yeah yeah Sorry, same guy okay, yeah. yeah the guy you're, you're thinking of he yeah, yeah, used yeah. to say it um and he did the phone move one time and mm. but then i would try and like talk about it the next day of like what's going on because like we weren't committed yeah and that's... then he just like wouldn't talk about it or to me after that i'm like what's happening here mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well also sadly <laughs> uh i have a male friend that he'll drop it during sex like yeah that's one not night good. stand drop it and it's no. like i think that's that's probably a therapy thing <laughs> yeah that's that's gotta be you know or i guess like i would be kind of irked to be in a relationship if like that was the only time a man told me he loved me oh i'd be so pissed like it'd be like what how come it's only while we're having sex right and never at any other time i feel like there's something else you love <laughs> yeah right okay so to wrap this up we're going to do this little part that says, most importantly, as things progress, don't worry about the outcome and never keep score. Simply love him proactively and use both your common sense and female intuition to decipher whether or not your love is being respected or simply taken for granted. If a man respects, responds to, and returns your love with greater displays of loyalty and commitment, he's a keeper. If he doesn't, kick him to the curb. Boom. Yeah, I think that's like understanding the love that you deserve or what's that quote that's like we receive the love that we think we deserve or something like that yeah there's something like that yeah or it's it, almost like you what you put up with is what's going to continue right it, there's like many versions of of that, that saying yeah so it's mm-hmm. like knowing your own worth and what you're putting out there to someone and if you're not getting it in return then move on like your every person is more valuable than that and should be loved and valued yeah Basically, it's just saying, like, when you feel like something's off or you're upset about something, it's like it's probably because it's, in this case, not being reciprocated mm-hmm. on some level. Mm-hmm. So, you know. The subtle part of this that I really like that goes against some of the other female advice is never keep score. Because yeah. a, a lot of the books that we've read have said, like, basically a woman should al- always, like, be down in, like, the cat if you if you were keeping score like do less for a man basically. yeah like uh even just like the texting every day right right like right. N- never send the first text right for like whatever amount of time and it's something that's like look when you truly i think connect with the person and are like even just dating them and you're not even like girlfriend title it's like it hits a point that it's like i don't even remember oh who texted first last time right or oh it's been two days since i've heard from like yeah it's kind of like you just hit a flow right you're like yeah i text them when i have something to say exactly i don't worry about this anymore it kind of goes to like level it out with how you communicate with your friends and like people who you have strong relationships with like you and i i'm not sitting there counting our texts like well i mean it's her turn you right know? like exactly. you, that's psychotic mm-hmm. but somehow in our relationships we we do these things for and, sure and we think that it's normal and it's it's not <laughs> at all. right or basically like if you're keeping score about a specific thing like the last episode we talked about that whole the homebody situation mm-hmm. of like why am i always going to your neighborhood right or yeah. to your apartment mm-hmm. so even if it's you know you're somewhere that's like okay we live 10 minutes away but it's still like why am i always driving the 10 minutes to your house mm-hmm. and you're not coming to my house right mm-hmm. it's like if you're keeping score about that, it's because it bothers you. So right. bring it up. Right. But you don't have to literally bring up the score. Yeah. But like that four advice. Four to one, baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> four to one. That's the matchmaker rule, yeah. actually, if we want to get into rules. Uh, millionaire matchmaker. But um, yeah, but basically just being like, hey, like you got to come to me this time. Like da, da, da. Like making it a cute joke, like he said. Yeah. But also it's just like clearly it's something that bothers you or that's showing that the man isn't into you and making efforts yeah especially after you voice something like that Mm -hmm. you know that you feel like you're not you know that it's not equal um and you feel like it should be 
right because that's the part i like about this is basically just being like yeah if you basically are loving someone unconditionally and like giving them all your love and you're like i'm not getting what i need in return it's like well then leave like it's Mm -hmm. almost saying like at this point when you're putting yourself out there in these ways this is giving you your answer of do you continue seeing this person right and it's not always going to go your way. <laughs> no. I mean, a lot of times when you open up about something or even like, you know, we could say vulnerability literally is even just sleeping with a person mm-hmm. of a lot of, a lot of, you know, women and dating men is basically like you finally sleep with them and then you feel like everything has changed mm-hmm. and they're not doing the things they used to do mm-hmm. or they're basically no longer pursuing you at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, cause the chase is gone. And sometimes, yeah, sadly that's what's up. Yeah. That's literally what's happening is, oh, they were just in it to finally get the sex. And once the sex happened, they're on to the next they're one. They're like, well, all right. Yeah. On to mm-hmm. the next thing. Won that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not saying to never put out, but it's almost like, yeah, a lot of times, uh, once you start sleeping with someone is giving you answers in oh, other ways. Uh, for sure. Right? Like, it's yeah. like the thing of like, um, you hook up with someone and it's like, do they do the cool move? I'm not going to contact them for a few days. Or are they oh, like yeah. the next day, like, Hey, I had a really great time last night. Yeah. Like, and are just talking to you like nothing weird happened. What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah. You know? um or that's even on the woman right after you sleep with someone if you're like i want to send them a text that's like hey i had a nice time last night fucking send the text yeah what are you worried about oh my god send the text it's just send the text and if they don't answer or they're weird then you get your answer that's an answer you don't have to sit there stewing like oh my god it's been three days like no fucking send the text Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) all right well i think that wraps up our episode on this today um keep sending in uh, any questions or suggestions you have i think this was something suggested by uh one of our listeners mm-hmm. so if you have any sources and suggestions you think that'd be great if we covered we're at shooters gotta shoot pod at gmail.com and our podcast instagram is at shooters gotta shoot pod and my instagram is at sparica and i'm at the guacamole and we will see you guys next week yeah bye